Welcome to Moody's Mixer, winning with prostate cancer. And this is Wednesday check-in with Dia with Cheney and uh, Corey D. Moody, CPA, CVA. And we're excited about the financial series, but also it's an opportunity for you to check in with us. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we need you to do that. We need you to come on in. I need you to come on in. I know some people say, well, you got four minutes, but I need you to register. Can you do me that favor? I need you to go to the Renaissance Fellowship Facebook page, click the link and register for the financial series, the class. Please do that uh, because again, a lot more information can be shared through Zoom and other platforms than just you uh, sitting there because it's more of an interactive thing and we need you to do that. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to bring in uh, um, our, our friend, our brother, who will kind of be doing uh, uh, this co-tag teaming series as we look at the finances in our lives and how God has given us dominion and care over finances and what we must do. I'm going to bring on right now, Mr. Corey D. Moody. There thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, I guess as we're testing out logistics, kind of see what's going on. I'm just, I'm kind of excited about this evening. Um, you know, I had a, a, a kind of a full plate on today, and I'm excited about this new webinar, which allows us to really interact um, with each other, um, participate. Um, we are going to be doing some screen sharing um, today, which means. I'm going to have some forms up. We're going to kind of fill out some forms as we kind of walk through this process. So it's going to be um, a lot more um, involved for each person, and it's going to be a better response, and we're going to get more out of it the more we can work together and get on this webinar because it will be interactive. And if you're listening or watching it on Restream, just on Facebook or watching it on Instagram or YouTube, go to coreymoody.podbeam.com. On the left and right side, there's a link that says a financial series. You can click on that and it registers and gets you right into the, the webinar. And you're going to see, if you're not in the webinar, and as we start uh, really moving this in the next few minutes, you're going to say, okay, I need to go ahead and register because it's going to be fun. Uh, and, this, and we're looking forward to this. So um, it's at the top of the hour. Um, Pastor, I'm going to let you um, bring us in prayer and uh, we'll get it cranking. Absolutely. Thank you so much, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Again, thank you as you're coming in. Uh, good to have uh, my friend, my brother, but also a practitioner of finance. Listen, there's a lot that goes on in life, ladies and gentlemen, and our finances are very important. Now, I know, I know there's already a problem. When you talk about money, people get quiet on you. But what we're looking for is the interaction, uh, just like uh, Corey has uh, uh, really explained to us. So let us begin tonight. I need you to type in the chat prayer requests also, because this is spiritual. Is spiritually and is grounded. We're going to start with a word of prayer and then we're going to launch out into the deep. 
Father, we thank you tonight for our gathering. We thank you for our time together. We thank you for what you continue to do in our lives. We ask in the name of Jesus that you bless this series, bless the words that come from my mouth, the mouth of my brother, uh, Mr. Corey D. Moody. We just thank you for this opportunity to share with people the value of money and finances, what it means and how frivolous we do things, but how secure we can do things through Christ. We thank you, God, for another opportunity just to be in worship this week. We know in the midst of a pandemic that you're still able, you're still able to meet needs. We need you to meet our needs, both financially and spiritually, spiritually and numerically, God, economically. We just claim it and we thank you right now in Jesus' name. Bless this series this month. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Again, ladies and gentlemen, I need you to go. I need you to go to uh, 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 Moody at podbean.com. I hope I said that right. If not, he'll clear that up. We need you to go in there. We need you to register. You can register on the Renaissance Fellowship. Yep, the Renaissance Fellowship uh, Facebook page. I need you to register. Why is it important? Because it's very important that you do that. Thank you so very much. I'm so privileged tonight again on this first week as we go into the first week of August. August 1st is Sunday to introduce to some. But again, officially, the last two weeks has been an introductory kind of situation. But now we're getting into the nuts and bolts. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. I present Mr. Corey D. Moody, CPA, Certified Public Accountant, and then Certified Valuation Analyst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, thank you. Um, it's glad I'm glad to be back here on uh, this Wednesday check-in. I actually, uh, I actually miss it when I'm not here. Uh, and I see I got a little feedback. I'm just going to mute this real quick. Um, that should be gone. And it's not, so I'm just going to come up a restream. Okay. Um, so we are kind of wrapping up the first part of this um we kind of really been talking about value we've been really banging home value and we've been trying to use indicators to help us understand what value means where it comes from but more than anything how do we think how do we think about ourselves and and how do we allow others to view our value and how it affects us and we kind of started in leviticus 27 when God kind of added a value. He puts a value on every person that is born. Um, and as you grow, as you get older, you know, your value increases and decreases. So it's going to be very important that we kind of get through Leviticus, especially the 27. And we're going to come back through this whole process and, and kind of tie the whole book in. But, you know, that piece is about value. And I'm just going to tell you a little story. I, um, I turned 60 this year. And when I read Leviticus 27, the highest value that God set some people or a person is a male between 20 and 60. It's 50 shackles. When you are over 50, as soon as you turn 61, your value drops. He puts a value of 15 shackles. That's a heavy decrease in a numerical or a monetary value. 
And how do we look at that? And how I kind of relate that to my life. You know, a couple of years ago, I kind of realized that I need to start slowing down. And I'm like, you know, I still got all this energy. I still can do all this. And before I even kind of got to the scripture, God kind of said, look, whatever you've done now, it's over. You've done what you needed to do for these 60 years. And I was like, well, I can still do this. Why are you cutting me off now? And then when I got to Leviticus, it says, now my value is lower. So I'm getting ready to drop to 15 shackles instead of 50. So I'm not as valuable on the open market. So I, can't, I had to think, well, if I'm 60, where is my real value? It can't be in the marketplace because you, you're telling me right now that I'm not as valuable from that perspective. So I can't be working and grinding like I used to. I got to slow that piece down. This is God telling me this. And I'm sure that, you know, 60-year-old thing only, is only applicable to me, but I got, I, that's the only way I can talk about it. And, and for a minute, it was a bummer. I'm like, no, it's okay. Well, what I understand also as a valuation analyst and looking at history, there is something called IP. And we all probably heard that, man. Oh, you wish you're, you know, you got IP? Well, let me just explain it. Intellectual property. So we probably overheard that term intellectual property. Well, believe it or not, there's more value in intellectual property than there is probably in book value. And so in accounting, what happens when we look at a, a balance sheet, and we're going to go through one tonight, and we're going to fill out some things tonight. But when we look at a, a, a balance sheet and it says assets minus liabilities and our equity or net worth or our value, it's, it's a numerical, it's an arithmetic formula. And it's like, well, that's all I'm worth? Or that's what I'm worth? But what it doesn't take into consideration or what could be missing a lot of times is economic value or intellectual properties. So there are people who have sold ideals. So as we get older, we have a lot more experience. So our intellectual property really increases. And that's why it's kind of important when we talk to people, what do we tell them? Because, you know, I'm sure we all probably thought somebody stole an ideal from us before. Well, ideal is no value if it's not copyrighted, trademark, or what, you know, what copyrights are, you know, writings and stuff. But, you know, if you don't protect yourself legally, people can take your ideals and things, you know, if you don't properly protect yourself. But more than anything, it's about understanding. Even though numerically our value may go down because we're older, our experiences gives us that intellectual property. And that's where, you know, when you look at a true value, would you pay, you know, you, you know $15 for a guy or a woman with a bunch of experience than a, 
new person right out of college, because they're younger, they fit into this 50 shackle category or 35 shackle category, they're brand new, but are, are they really more valuable than that person that has that experience? So later on, we're going to go through kind of what they call intangible assets. You guys probably heard the term goodwill, trademarks, but those things have value too. And we'll get back to those. But what I want us to do is really kind of understand how value can be calculated. And we have to be real careful of when someone tells us what our value is, because they may not really understand the IP that we have, the intellectual property that's, that we have. And that's how people can talk us into putting our tail between our legs and feeling that good because they can show something in math and say, this is all you're worth. But when you know something, you can say, yeah, but you don't know my intellectual property value. Because see, I can project what this knowledge is, what the value of this is, much more than what you think I am on the, on the books. And so what we understand when we kind of talked about slavery and not just here in the United States, because slavery has been around since what Exodus, right? It's always been here, but how it really interacts with our thinking and who we think we are individually. So that's the importance of understanding value. Not so much just to do math and you can say, hey, I'm, I'm worth this. This is my value. Because it's not always black and white. But what's more important is never to let that value, devalue your, your walk with God. And get to do what? We get to put our liabilities, who we owe, our credit cards, any debt, notes that we have, you know, to the bank, any judgments or, you know, garnishments that we may have, mortgage payable, you know, what, what we may owe the bank for our house. And so when you get those two, you subtract those two and you come up with your, your net worth or your value. And then the form also has some other things. Uh, and we get into the income statement, which has our revenues. So we have like what our salaries and wages is. Any subsidies, alimony, rental income. So I want to hit one of these things on this form. I said subsidies. And people say, well, what are subsidies? Well, subsidies are assistance that you're getting maybe from a governmental agency. Someone is granting you money and you're not having to work for it, per se. Well, let me make it a little plainer. In some communities, or when they refer to certain communities, they call it welfare. But companies who get grants, 
subsidies like banks, when they got bailed out, they were subsidized too. But you think they would call that welfare? I'm breaking this out because we got to stop feeling bad wherever our revenues come from. The key is whatever we get, we got to be good stewards over it. So that's what this form is going to do. This form is going to give us a lot of information. So you're going to have to join the webinar to see the forms, to get the forms. Otherwise now, see, this is not just us talking to you, talking at you. Now we got to put the work in together. So you, you, we really need you to get into the webinar because otherwise you just, you know, watching a YouTube video and then saying, oh yeah, I know how to, I know how to hang drywall. <laughs> yeah, you may be able to hang a little bit of drywall here and there. Yeah, YouTube helps. I use YouTube a lot. But I typically end up going to the source because there's always a couple of little things that I'm, doesn't seem like it's all there. It's kind of like when I used to make model airplanes and cars. If you don't read the directions, you could leave something out. So this is going to be real important um, to fill this out. So this, this form here really kind of wraps up the part on value. Now we got to talk about how do we increase our value? How do we, you know, how do we really start being proactive with our life? And I got a video uh, I'm going to share with you. And it's here. And it's kind of about what's the weapons? What do we have to do? What, what can we do to increase our value? What do we have to do? Well, we got to get a job. We got to work. There's a lot of things we have to do. And what prevents us from doing those things? Do we not believe, do we not believe that we're prepared to make this happen? So... I was watching this sporting event and it hit me like a ton of bricks. It's like, it's not track and field. And what made this so powerful to me is what they were doing. And what I'm getting ready to show you is a fencing video because fencing you have a sword you have a breastplate you have a helmet and you got other protections and the word tells us about those protections and what they mean I think in Ephesians 6 kind of talks about it. I'm going to kind of just bring those up for a minute and, and let's see if this applies 
to us. And we talked about it actually last week, about putting on the full armor of God. So how does that affect us? Because it tells us what? Put on full armor of God so that, he, so that you can take the stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against the powers of the dark world, and against spiritual forces in the heavenly realms. Therefore, we are to put on a full armor so we can stand when that day comes. Now, here's what's important. The belt of truth around our waist, the breastplate of righteousness, our feet fitted firmness, the gospel of peace. In addition, take up the shield of faith, which you can use to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God. Now, I want to come back to that because I've talked about in a prior class kind of, you know, bringing this to some clarity that we get saved. And I kind of talked about is salvation different than really our faith and working as it relates to the kingdom of God. And I've had people kind of try to challenge me on that and that's okay. But right here it says that Salvation is only part of your arsenal. It's part of your arsenal, which means you got other things to go with it. It doesn't stand alone. And when you watch, when you watch, when you watch, a fencing fight, the most important weapon is what? The sword. Because that's what you attack with. So you have to have that. And we just read that. What is the sword? The word of God. So we can have salvation. Salvation is just to protect our head. But to make things happen, we got to have that sword. That's what we fight with. That's what we attack with. Hey, this walk ain't easy. I know it may sound easy and it may come across easy sometimes when we hear it being spoken. But is it really easy? I mean, I don't know. It hasn't been for me. I can tell you that. It's work. And I think we read something earlier about getting in the race. That they train hard to race. So, what I get from it and what, you know, how God's just been dealing with me is we got to get into it. It's not just sitting back and hoping things happen. I think I talked about it in part one. 
You know, we got a belief we can just pray, sit on the couch, and everything's going to happen. And everything that I've been reading is telling me I got to do something. And even if doing something is, is training before I can even get into the fight or get into the race, I have to prepare myself. Because we got to fight from the schemes of the devil. We all get under the attack. So I had a follow-up with my, this, been my, this is my one-year anniversary of my diagnosis of prostate cancer. So I went to see my urologist. And it was kind of funny because when I met with him, you know, last year with the news, he told me he could not do anything if I didn't do one of his procedures, you know, that I, I wasn't a candidate for what they call active surveillance. So when I go in there today, and it was a little hard making the appointment because they really didn't want to see me. But I, it got in there. And we started talking, and he said, well, heck, I hadn't heard from you, hadn't seen you in a year. I said, Doc, you told me you couldn't do nothing for me if I didn't do one of your procedures. And he just kept coming at me about, well, yeah, you got to do, you know, I don't want anything bad to happen. I don't want you to die. You know, we got to see what's going on, what you've been doing. I said, I've been juicing, taking my vitamins, resting, getting my immune system up, doing my coffee enemas. I've been doing, I've been doing something. And five times he said, well, that's nothing. I said, okay, no problem. Because it wasn't what an approved treatment that pays people a lot of money. I'm choosing God. And if you want to tell me a year ago, when that doctor sat and told me, sir, you have prostate cancer, and all I could do is smile because I knew God had this, you can't shake my faith like that. And he tried. But in the end, he heard some things. I said, Doc, this is not about how long I live. Because the only thing he could tell me was, well, you do this, you can have 30, 40 more years or 20, 30, 40 more years. I could have a procedure and get hit by a bus. I'm trusting God to get me through this. And see, the measurement or the value isn't the length of time I, I stay here on this earth. So we can't allow circumstances or people to tell us what's important. And when I said that, he about, you know, he just, I, I hear it. At that point, he broke down because he realized at that time that my faith is in God and not in him. Now, I need him because I need certain procedures and tests done. So what got ordered today was an MRI, and I got to have another biopsy. He did the first, and he's done some other procedures on me, you know, 10 years ago. 
So he knows my body. So I don't want anyone else because they have to kind of understand and get built up again. But he does. Who do we know in our lives that really know us? Because I'm telling you what's been happening to me is the resistance that I'm getting from those that say I love you. And not the resistance of my treatment or what I'm going through from that perspective. But is this real? Is this, is this core? Well, you, we, you know, we've seen this. Or, yeah, this is nothing. You know, I got five people that know I'm taking all these tests. They want to know my results. And I was talking with Kim. We had a conversation. This was three days ago. And I said, I just find that interesting that people want to know my test results. Now, when my blood pressure was high and cholesterol was high and nothing else was going on, or even with my prostate cancer, nobody wanted to ask about my results. But now that I'm doing this, tr- this treatment, I want my faith is in God. Now people want to see if this really working. And I, I was laughing and, you know, you, and we've been there, you know, people say, God bless, man, we want you to get blessed. But the, the, the word talks about envy and, you know, really forgiving. I don't think people want me to die. But I show hear it that they don't believe this. Because it now puts all of us or put us individually to our own test. If that clown, Corrigan, had that type of faith and I didn't talk about him like he ain't nothing because he did A, B, C, D, F, and G, what is that saying about me? Yeah, I know people, you know, don't want me to die. But I know that some, you know, probably, yeah, we knew that wouldn't work or, you know, just like, hey, I knew he'd go back to drinking or I knew, you know, come on. Come on. And I'm saying that not about the people who are bombarding us with negativity. I just read those are schemes of the devil. Can we withstand those attacks that come at us? I know he wanted me to say, yeah, Doc, I, yeah, man, I think I need to go ahead and, and do this, man. This year, this has been tough, all the stuff I've been doing. And see, what he probably still don't understand yet, even though I think he kind of got a little bit of it. If everything came back, Corey, it's metastasized. It's all through your body. I ain't doing nothing but trusting God. Because where I am right now, he said, okay. And I'm saying, I'm happy now. So the length of time doesn't matter. So that's why I was kind of talking about understanding value and intellectual property. So you got to be careful of what someone shows you to try to prove you only worth X. Or this treatment only does thus. 
You got to understand what's the real motivation. So I'm getting ready to fight. I'm getting ready to put on my armor because I got a whole bunch of tests in the next 30 days. And I got a whole bunch of people looking for the results. And just ask myself, what do they really want to hear? Yeah, I know. I just shouldn't say people don't want me to. And I'm not saying they want me to die. I get it. But we know what we feel when we communicate with people. How do we even communicate with ourselves? Because we got to communicate. For me, I got to always be honest to me, regardless what, what the world sees and what happens. Because I always know God knows. And see, all the things that I've done in my past, I knew God saw this and knew this. It didn't stop me from not doing it. But you know what also it didn't do? It didn't stop me from loving God and trusting God. And knowing God, I'm doing the best I can. See, no matter what's happening in my life from this point on, I know I got in the race. I put the work in. Yeah, I may have misstepped. But I can go now and be happy. Because I know I'm in his hands. So this value is important. Now we got to fight. We got to pick up these, the sword, the breastplate, and get ready to fight. So we're going to have some of these videos and probably rebroadcast some of these next week because I want you to see them because it's powerful. When you watch fencers battle, both of them are on the attack. If you in a, a sword fight, that's what we used to call it. it ain't fen fencing, fun it, that, that's fancy. That's for those who have made it, fencing. So you remember how we said, man, let's have a sword fight. We've been sword fighting since we was kids. Did we pick up on it? Or was it just a game? Do we know the power of being a sword fighter and a sword fighter for God? Are we willing to put on the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, and to fight with the sword? Because we got to fight to get our value, to get our finances together. But we got to understand where everything comes from. And I'm talking about the, the actual dollars and what we do with them. We got to see how we've been performing. But I don't want us to get stuck on dollars and cents. And it's not that I'm saying we shouldn't make money. Yes. But we have to understand it. And I know we talked about these companies last week, about the value and, 
You know, just because the company has more sales means they, it's a better company. And we saw that it's not true. So where are we going to take this now? Now that we've got the foundation, we've got to know our value to God. What he really wants us to do. What's our purpose? See, if you don't understand your value, I believe it's hard to understand your purpose. And I have to say, I guess I undervalue myself to God. Because maybe I would have valued it more, I wouldn't have had so many missteps. It ain't nobody's fault. I, I, these were my decisions. You know, I know things happen out of our control. You know, an alcoholic who stops drinking starts taking one drink a month. We're going to say he's still an alcoholic. Now, of course, the 12-step program says you're always an alcoholic. But then you got someone else who's never been diagnosed with an alcoholic. Say he drinks twice a month. Would you call him an alcoholic? No. You wouldn't. But he's drinking twice as much as the alcoholic. Just kind of funny to me. So I'm saying some of the same numbers don't always tell the whole story. Just like we talked earlier in, in part one, taking your, your, your financial statements to the bank and they're looking at your ratios. But the, each bank has their own measurement, their own KPIs to determine your, your value or your validity or the risk they want to take with you. So you can't let people use things against you. Because see, one of the things it talks about in the Bible is about slaves obey your masters. But it also talks about masters, you do not abuse your slaves. See, it's a two-way street in everything in life. But we got to get this in our spirit, value. Pastor Cheney says, and I've heard him say it a lot, validation. Where do we look for this validation? Is it with the world? And the gangsters. And I'm talking about the gangsters we sit next to on Sunday who's constantly judging us or judging you. And we let that affect our response and what we do or don't do. I just believe doing nothing has no value to God. But us doing something, there's value to him. So we can brag about what we don't do. But can you brag and, and, and smile to God saying, God, look, what, look at what I am doing. Yeah, I didn't score 100. I got 93 on the test or 
Yeah, I kind of had a messed up guy, but I'm getting better and better. We got to get better and better, but we got to take up our weapons. We got to take up our protection. And we got to trust God. So no matter where you are financially, you can improve. So who worked harder? If you make 50000 a year, and at the end of every year, you got $20,000 left over. Or someone who makes $400,000 a year, at the end of the year, they constantly go into the bank. They further and further in debt. They have what's called negative equity or no value. But what do we do? Yeah, but they have fun. Look at the lifestyle. Look at the cars. Look at the houses they lived. Yeah, but you got to understand that stress. Because if you ain't been in no financial stronghold before, you you don't know what that stress is. And what we can't get fooled by, because what we see that looks like people have a lot of money, the stress that they're under. And how also how is it given? It's the difference between earning it as opposed to maybe you getting it through inheritance. How you see and perceive is two totally different things. So I'm going to bring this to a close. What we got to understand and what helps me is to really understand my own indicators. Because, see, I can go to the doctor's office and they can check off 10 things on a box. Somebody else can have seven things checked. Somebody else can have eight things or eight different things. And guess what? We still qualify for the same treatment. That don't make sense to me. I got something a little different. I'm a little heavier, a little lighter, or, you know, my life's a little different. You're going to prescribe me the same thing? Now, us that are on medication, you know, there's times you have to go back because the doctor, what? Has to adjust it. So it's kind of like when you take your car to the auto, the, the auto mechanic. They diagnosing it and they said, we go run diagnostics on your car. And it gives them these indicators of what the possibilities are or what could be wrong. Because guess what? If you've been driving 20, 30 years, probably even 10 years, if you're taking your car to the shop at least two or three times, typically it's for the same thing because they hadn't figured it out yet. And we keep paying them. We keep paying the doctors who's changing our medication. Putting this on a a form. We got to know what our own indicators are. Physically, our body is the temple. We can't fight the good fight if we're not in shape. Physically. But mentally too. So knowing and understanding for yourself is important. And see why it's important to join the webinar 
And so you can see the results of the questions that come through. So you can say, okay, yeah, they said that, but why is mine different? Because all of us are just a little different. But how we close that gap is through his word. And I know what I want to do is close that gap. I want to get in that fight. I want to get in that race. And see, what I know through all my failures and, and my bad choices, he never forsake me. And I never stopped loving him. But people in the world would say, he don't love God because he wouldn't do that. Well, what you doing then? See, you can't say that. It doesn't work. So, as we start moving through this, we start dropping our own numbers in to get our baseline. You know, what does a doctor do first? Well, I need, I need to run blood work. I need to do all this stuff first to really tell you what's going on. Well, this is where we are financially now. This is our blood work. This is us getting in shape. So you, we really need you to sign up on this webinar. It's free. And you're going to get more out of it being involved. Well, let me take that back. I get more involved in things. I get more out of it when I get involved. Let me take, that, let me take it back. Some people can sit back and do less and, and not do anything and get more out of it. I can't. I got to get involved. No matter how it looks to anyone else. That doctor wanted to, he almost called me a fool today. I don't know how many times he said you ain't doing nothing. And Kim and I just sitting there like, oh, we're doing a whole bunch. And what I did, <laughs> I lifted my shirt up because I wanted him to see my body. He saw it a year ago. And he can say this, wow, you are in great shape. Because he wanted to tell me that other people have tried these juices and all these other wellness stuff. And I have people come to me to tell me these things. And I asked them one question. Did you change your lifestyle? I didn't say, did you change your nutrition? Did you eat this? Did you do this? Did you take that vitamin? Because you know, people always come and say, oh yeah, you take this vitamin. You can take this. This works. No. I asked, them one, I asked these people one question. Did you change your lifestyle? And they say, no. And I just smile. See, that's the devil trying to get me off of what God has for me. And that's what the devil is out to get all of us. So our lifestyle, my lifestyle dictates my obedience to God. 
he gives me what my indicators are that shows me that I am in, in line. And I told Kim today, I said, Kim, if I, if I die tomorrow or I get so sick tomorrow, this, this year has been well worth it. Because I gave it to God. Pastor, that's all I got tonight. Who are you giving it to? Do you trust? Do you really believe? Do you really have faith? To put the work in to let God do his thing. I want to thank you for listening this this evening. Please, well, we're asking you to join the webinar. You can go out to coreymoody.pybean.com. You can click on the link. You can click on it tonight or any other day until next week because it's the same link for the next five weeks. And what it does, it allows us to participate together and work through this together. So please go out, get the link, get the webinar so we can make this more interactive and we all can get more out of it. Again, I want to thank you for tuning in this evening and God bless.